When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Listeners, we had spoken in detail about how this was the least painful episode uh, month that we've ever done of Listener Submitted Month. We were wrong. We were wrong. So <laughs> let's just go straight to the email. I don't even have the name down on who sent this, and uh, that's probably for the best. So this is a long email. So here we go. <clears throat> Hey guys, I hope this email doesn't get unread because of my subject line. Can't remember what the subject line is. Anyway, uh, longtime fan and listener who's listened to every episode twice. And as long as I've listened, I've always wondered what movie I should uh, suggest for the show. Well, today at work, it dawned on me. I admit that video game adaptations, especially the polished turds that Yule Ball makes, are easy fodder. But Blood Rain just perfectly captures the early 2000s neo-goth craze and the garbage semi-horror media that it produced. I played the game in eighth grade and I liked it well enough. And I remembered seeing this my sophomore year of high school and then debating with myself if the titties were worth how atrocious and wildly confusing (laughs) the whole movie is. Um, Watch as Blood Rain is unable to decide if she's a capable half-vampire warrior who's good at fighting, I guess, or a whimpering mall goth teenager who's powerless against the seemingly endless stream of men wanting to molest her. Watch a grease-stained <laughs> Michael Madison put so little effort into this movie that you'll swear Yule Ball asked him to come over and hang out for a little bit and then just threw a wig on him and told him that he was going to be in a movie. Witness <laughs> Meatloaf acting furiously as a profoundly uncomfortable villain apparently modeled after Mozart if he ditched the music and kept the prostitutes. Witness Ben Kingsley struggle with his fangs and his ridiculous hairpiece 
inexplicable American accents in the Renaissance times, a ton of unnecessary murder of both people and animals, an inability to tell which characters you're supposed to be rooting for, a brief (laughs) appearance by the hero of thespians, Billy Zane, wearing a hairpiece made from the fur of an aged Scottish terrier, (laughs) while hopefully getting a good episode out of this dumpster fire. But at least you're not watching Space Invaders. Also, if you end up picking this for whatever reason, want or need a guest host, I would immediately immediately shit myself and break out my SM fifty seven. If you allowed me to join you on tearing this one apart, much love and thanks for the amazing podcast. Unfortunately, I don't even remember who sent this email to to tell them I'm sorry that I forgot to invite you on the show. But it's a good are- fucking uh, email too. That was like one of the better. Yeah. I think that's why we voted for it, because if we had nothing to say at the bare minimum, we had an email. Uh, yeah, it was from, you know. Yeah, Who it was it from, from Corwin, and I won't say his last name, but Corwin. Let's, let's call him. Let's see if he has time to be on. <laughs> because his email was better than anything I have to say about this yeah, movie. Yeah, pretty much. It looks like, you know what, I will say this. Uh, I, I don't know if I should say this. It looks like he's a graphic designer based on his name tag on his email. So, uh. You know, thanks for the well-written email. Very well-written email. It looks like he's a graphic designer since his email says Corwin the graphic designer. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so Blood Rain. Um, So there's a couple signs that this is a bad movie as soon as you put it on. The fact that there's about five producers, the words directed by Yule Ball. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. all bad signs right out the gate. Um, And what bothers me is like, this is the type of movie as a kid I always wanted, and it just didn't come out like very well. Like Wait, I remember what watching. Did, what, did you, what did you want about out of this? So, movie so what get? this movie had that I wanted that that Boobies. sucked is no, because I I'll I'll talk about that scene when we when it's time. But I think like, that's going to be a watching of our Van, episode. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching like Van Helsing, and it's like you know I wish they had like these superhero because i didn't even know this movie existed until last week but i was like i wish they had like these like van helsing style movies but had like a shitload of gore because i had like a gore fetish you know in my early teens and it's like this has it this is like an action adventure really but with like a shitload of gore but it just doesn't make up for how bad the movie is and the gore sucks like it's just not a good movie it's not and i told scott that this might be like bottom five that we've ever done for the show. Like just, just it's cause it's not only is it bad, like, like sick was bad and smiley was bad, but like there was some element of like, this is such a miss that there's something charming in it. There's nothing charming in this. There's nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> it's, it's bad. And it's not fun, bad in the slightest. The only thing that I can say about this that's better than Smiley is I gave the people that made Smiley money, and <laughs> this was on Prime, so they got like what? What did um like ten cents? Said? Yeah, like six cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the cast in this is insane. Like they're not they're not like the biggest names in the world. But it's, it's like Sir Ben Kingsley. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, there's like people where I'm like, you could say no to that. Like, I literally have a note that says, I think Meatloaf is incapable of saying no to roles. Because- uh, yeah, yeah. He really is because I just watched uh, Pelts from the Masses of Horror uh, uh, series. And yeah, he, he won't turn down a role. 
No, what pissed me off the most about Meatloaf in this movie was I was like, man, this movie's really bad. And then we got to like the final death of the boss Meatloaf. And I was like, okay, so they're killing the main guy. And then I realized I was 33 minutes into the movie. Like I I genuinely thought it was the final boss battle. And I I was like, this sucked, but it went... It went kind of fast. <laughs> I, I wrote a note that said, it's been 30 minutes and I have no clue what's happening because I continuously am zoning out while watching this. Yeah. Like, I could, this could not hold my attention. I had to put my phone in the kitchen. Yeah. Because it was, just, it was just like, I would be watching it. And I'm like, focus, focus, focus. Instagram. No. <laughs> I, I could not. So, I'm going to make a reference, and I'm pretty sure Scott hasn't seen this. He might have. I know that Brian has seen this. The editing in this movie, specifically during, like, escape sequences and flashbacks, he puts this weird camera effect on, and it is directly from this miniseries that I used to love that came out in the 2000s called The Tenth Kingdom. Do do either of you remember this special? No. Okay. It's very forgotten it was like the the tail end of miniseries and it's it's fun it's very it's very old and it feels old but this has this has (laughs) the editing style in 2006 of a 1999 miniseries that's the level of competency that's in this movie and it shattered my brain shattered and I was so upset. I even had to text him, like, Are, is this a 2006 movie? You were, because hoping, it made... you were hoping we'd be like, no, don't watch that. Because for me, like, the worst movies of the 70s and 80s have some sort of endearing fact to them. You know, it's almost like by 2006, you know better. Yeah. So that there's no excuse. And, and so... it's less fun to rip on. So I think that Yule Ball, if I if I understand and remember Yule Ball well, I think the whole thing is that he uses some type of like tax refund. It's, it's, no, the as far as I understand, I mean you're close. Um, from what I've read, it's that he there's uh there are a lot, there's money from the German government to make movies. Yeah, so he just basically, he basically gets, just makes shitty movies and and makes money off of distribution to other countries. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but, it was something but weird. Are we like going that, like... to are we going to talk like the U ball for the rest of the show? <laughs> uh, I have to call I mean... people retards. It's his favorite <laughs> word. Like I, I watched a couple interviews with that piece of shit in preparation for this movie. Uh, actually, I watched them in preparation for the discussion. Uh, because I wanted to make fun of what a piece of shit he is. And he decided at one point that he was going to, because of the, the, the critics did not like blood rain. So he wanted to like fucking fight them. And so I was just about to say, didn't he like box critics, boxed a <laughs> critic and he punched the guy in the fucking head. Uh, oh, what a tool bag. Yeah. He's a, and, and he uses the R word a lot. He also started a, a restaurant. He opened a restaurant, which has gotten better reviews than any of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably because he has nothing to do with it. He just bankrolled it. <laughs> yeah, he um, I'm trying to see, like, what is the I want to see the order in which he did these. Like, where does Blood Rain fall in the filmography? Well, this is 2006. Right. Okay, so it started with House of Dead. Then it oh, was my Alone God. In the House Dark. of the Dead is so bad. Then he did Alone in the Dark. 
Is that the one with uh, Kevin Bacon? Alone in the Dark? Uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater, okay. Yeah. And Terror. That was based on a game, right? Yeah, they're all video games. Then there was In the the Name of the King, Blood Rain 2, Postal, Seed, Alone in the Dark 2, Far Cry, Rampage. um, Shit. He did Blood Rain 3. The Blood Rain, the Third Reich, yes. Uh, Around the same time that he did Blubberella. What? Which revolved around an obese superhero set in Nazi-occupied Europe. Why is this German obsessed with Nazis? Yeah. She's a plus-size vampire human hybrid with a hatred for Hitler, but a soft spot for candy. That is the tagline (laughs) to this movie. You know, if this was anyone but you, Ball, that was in charge of it, I would be all over it. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. But I know it's irredeemable because he couldn't direct his way out of a paper bag. I don't know. That's weird. This sounds weird. Uh, The actress says that she was excited for the opportunity to make a movie where a fat girl can kick some ass. But I have a feeling that it is not as women empowerment as she's going to make it sound like it is in interviews. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel like it's probably super insulting. Um there is two moments in this movie where I was like kind of impressed, quote unquote, if if we can use that word. Um, one is very early on. The Blood Rain is in like a circus show and they throw her hand in holy water to show that it like burns her up and then they have to feed her blood and they sacrifice this sheep and it is brutal looking yeah, like I, yeah. I wrote jesus christ that sheep sacrifice because there was a split second if they didn't cut the exact second and they did i was like they're gonna kill this sheep right here on the screen i yeah. would bet a dollar that they really killed <laughs> that that <laughs> sheep uh yes. you know when we watched um fucking um what was that first movie that adam subjected us to Back in oh, the Red taxidermia, taxidermia. There's there's actual animal murder in that movie. Yeah, that was not fun. That movie's not fun. Don't yeah, watch it. No. Don't ever watch taxidermia. It's not a game. Um, so. <laughs> not so, a game. There it's there are two game. more people in this movie that you met. Two more pretty well known actors that you have not yet mentioned. Oh, Michelle Michael, Rodriguez. Well, yeah. Uh, then there's Michael Paré, uh, mm-hmm. and then fucking Udo Kier. Is in this. I mean, although Udo Kier really has no scruples whatsoever, he just wants to be in the films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this movie, the cast, like as I was sitting there watching the cast pop up, I was like, this is insanity. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, also Kristana Locken, what the fuck did she do after this? Like nothing. I just don't yeah. know how he got these people. I don't either. But the funnier thing about it is less that how he got them and more that he sued the shit out of Billy Zane because Billy Zane apparently helped with the distribution of this film. And then he, you uh, ball so sued him for, for owing him money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. She, didn't, she doesn't have a whole lot going on for looking through here. A lot of like random TV appearances and a few other, like not sounding so great movies. Like she appeared in a movie called The Legend of Awesomest Maximus. Oh, wow, that's terrible. Yeah, from the director of Revenge of the Nerds comes an outrageous sword and sandals spoof. 
Uh, oh, like we haven't had enough sword and sandal spoofs. Just make a good sword and sandal movie. <laughs> and you know who? You know who plays? Oh man, this is bad. You know who plays Awesomeus Maximus? Who? No. Will Sesso. Will from Sesso. Mad TV. Oh, Will oh. Sasso. Is that how you Sasso. Sasso. is Sesso his the way you say his name? I think it I think it's Sasso. <laughs> it's probably Sasso. Keep in mind who's saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to shame you. I was just trying to understand if I've been saying it wrong. No, yeah, I've heard enough of unless he just doesn't correct anyone cuz I he's he's on the radio all the time. I mean, what Always else are you going to do in your interviews? Do yeah. an Man. X-Mad TV dude. It's yeah. it's impressive to me just looking at the director of Revenge of the Nerds credits, that man, he really had nothing going for him after Revenge of the Nerds. He did like one other noteworthy movie and nothing else. Well, Maybe that's why there were so many fucking Revenge. Did he did he direct all four of them or no? No, just the first one. Oh. And then then he did like some shit I never heard of except for Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, I've never seen. Troop Beverly Hills is great. Yeah. With Shelley Long. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I've never seen it. But yeah, that's the only other noteworthy movie in his entire filmography of 22 directing jobs. That is so confusing that he did Troop Beverly Hills because, like, he he comes across as a real misogynist from uh, when you watch Revenge of the Nerds. But then uh, maybe it was like five years removed. He's like, I need to make up for for that scene in revenge of the nerds that Wait, scene so, as if so there was, was only one yeah <laughs> so here's a question was troop beverly hills really only five years after uh revenge of the nerds yeah revenge of the nerds was 84 troop beverly hills was 89 wow because i remember why i watched troop beverly hills quite a few times on vhs uh because when we were kids uh friday nights normally would be like we get to go we'd go to the the grocery store or the pharmacy whichever whichever video store collection we wanted to go to um we one my sister and i would get to pick one video and so it usually was like every other week i'd get to pick something it was always star wars you know uh but um uh, but she <laughs> understandably loved, she loved <laughs> cheap beverly hills yeah i i still haven't seen it i will check it out for sure i don't know if it lives up to the the um i think you forget how much nostalgia. i love 80s comedies in general so. I, I remember it being a lot funnier than it had any right to be because I think I rewatched it. Like I think Megan and I might've rewatched it, might've watched it together when it was on Netflix or maybe we, we back when Netflix was doing the, um, the actual discs, maybe I don't remember for sure, but in any case, so I know that we've been avoiding talking about blood rain. Um, but I guess we should probably do that. So I have a question. You, so neither of you guys ever played the game, right? No, which is funny because, I am not a modern gamer, but in college, I played a fuck ton of uh, GameCube, and I loved Blood Rain. Um, so, does this follow any of the game even remotely, or is it just no, character name? No, it's it's truly just the character name, and that's what sucks so bad. Is because actually, Blood Rain: The Third Reich, um, which they don't get better. Just FYI, I, I watched all three <laughs> in preparation for this, and they don't get better. Um, Except for the fact that um, what's her name? I wrote down her name. Natasha Malfi is the woman who plays Blood Rain in the second and third one. Um, she actually looks the part better and can act a little more than Kristana Locken, but that's not saying much because Kristana Locken is a cardboard cutout with tits, uh, yeah. and I mean that in the nicest possible way to cut out 
uh, cardboard cutouts and boobies uh, because she looks great. But when you like, if it was just pictures of Blood Rain, you could maybe see it. But when you try and have that thing move and act like a real human, it's like the Uncanny Valley. You know, like when you know how we haven't gotten robots to be realistic enough not to be creepy. Um, yeah. That's Kristana Locken trying to act. <laughs> All right, so, but but so so in the in the game, in the game you are the. It's not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> in the game, you are this damn fear um, who is going around. So okay, the one thing that this movie does get right is that these pieces of the original Dracula or whatever. Um, are what she's she's grabbing to get more power because there's like a Nazi who's trying to get all the pieces, um, but it's set in it's set in World War Two, and so you just basically like she kills a lot of Nazis in that in this movie she's like really not trying to eat people, and in uh, <laughs> in the actual game she she gets shot by Uzis and then just jumps on the guy. She straddles these dudes, sucks their blood and then gets her power back. <laughs> and then she'll go into a blood rage. Um, and she'll, and she never uses her weapons in this movie. Like the, those, those arm blades are the arm blades and the skin tight, um, leather outfit are what makes blood rain and killing Nazis. And, um, in this movie, she doesn't use the arm blades like at all. She her her outfit barely fits. Did you notice the fact that nobody's outfits fit? No, no, Man. but I could believe it. <laughs> like if you, I, I'm not suggesting anyone watch this film, but go on Google and just type in Kristana Locke and Blood Rain or something like that, and you'll see that her pants are baggy in the thighs. It's supposed to be a sexy character, and I'm not saying that we need to have the male gaze on you know every single character but like when you're you bowl making a movie about a video game that is very very sexually charged like blood rain is a succubus more <laughs> or less so um you know why i just feel so lazy that's what i'm getting at is it all feels so lazy and man michelle rodriguez how did she ever become an actress like in yeah, Hollywood, she is sweeping her way through every she line makes of dialogue. One face. I watched this. Well, you guys will remember because I messaged you about this because it's been about a month and a half removed since I watched Blood Rain, Blood Rain Two, Blood Rain Three, Resident Evil, all in the span of like five days. And Michelle Rodriguez is in Resident Evil as well. And um, that woman can't act. All she does is make this like furrowed brow face and. It looks like the rest of her face is frozen. Like she has Botox in all of it. Like it just can't move. Yeah, it's so let's talk about there's one moment in this movie. So here's the thing. I'm convinced that 95% of the filming of this movie, Yule Ball was just sitting in a corner counting money and just telling them to do whatever they wanted. But there was yeah. one day that he showed up on set and he was dressed to the nines, had a fresh cup of coffee, and he had a vision. And that was to film a sex scene. Because <laughs> the amount of detail and camera work and feels like someone actually caring about what they're doing <laughs> shines in that scene more than anything else in this movie. <laughs> and and uh, listen, forgive me for saying, they did way too, it was just way too much. 
It was so it was, long. It was it's it was like a Cinemax movie. So and it's like I, we what are you, what are you gonna say, I, Scott? I, I haven't mentioned this, but I saw this in mo- the movie theater, and oh uh, shit, <laughs> that scene was insanely uncomfortable. I wasn't there with a girl; I was just there with my buddy Eric, and it was there were a lot of people in that movie theater. Um, and wow, it was it that I have never wanted to turn away from a sex scene as badly as I do every time I watch the sex scene in this movie. I felt like I was invading on someone's privacy. Yeah. But it's not even like they like each other. It makes no yeah. sense that they're banging. <sighs> but the thing is, is that I don't understand what this Blood Rains, um, you know, like her, her raison d'etre, you know, like what is her point besides killing Kagan? Um, because she's like kind of attracted to everyone because Ubol knows that he has to have some girl on girl kissing because neckbeards mm-hmm. love that shit. And then they have to have this really awkward, long sex scene. Like she, and, and I'll tell you, in, in the subsequent films, she does not have a, a gender type. She is pansexual. She will fuck anything that breathes. And sometimes people that don't breathe. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say I'm sorry that we're having such a short episode. But like, fucking, we just came off those Monster Mania episodes. And they're pretty damn long. So, you know what? We gave you guys a lot of shit. You can deal with the fact that we got nothing to say about this piece of trash. Yeah. I do have one more thing to point out. Um, was that Billy Zane was in Zoolander 2 with Will Farrell, who was in The Other Guys with Michael Keaton, <laughs> who was not Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so I, I actually have a note. My very last note is um, I'm going to just read it verbatim instead of quoting it because this is how a, just – annoyed i was watching this and i'm reiterating what i was talking about the, her her outfit her costume something that's always bothered me is how loose her pants are like you're a vampire superhero why are your pants loose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know what my thought process was when i was watching this film that the concept would be like yeah you're a superhero so your pants would be tight yeah you gotta have it tight and pristine Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Um, so what were your guys' double features with this? Uh, who, who wants to start? Uh, not me, because I want to give you guys an adequate chance to pick what I have picked. All right, I'll okay. go first. Oh, All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, to gonna go with the other vampire superhero hybrid that I could think of. Um, the first Blade movie. Oh, okay. That wasn't what I had. I, I was kind of. Uh, I'm ex- I'm surprised. I'm I'm proud of you because I was going to pick Blade if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't watched that movie in a while, but I'm pretty confident it probably holds up well. Oh yeah, dude, it's got um, the kid from the gate in it. 
<laughs> well, that's the seal of approval for anything. <laughs> I was thinking about seeing this movie, but in, no. but I wasn't really interested. The kid from the gates in it. Well, then that changes everything. <laughs> also, you got Wesley Snipes doing one of the greatest lines of all time. Some motherfuckers it, always trying to ice skate uphill. Uphill up. Improved on the set, I believe. It sounds like something that he would just be like, this sounds badass, let me say it. <laughs> uh, good shit. All right, Brian or Scott? Brian. All right, so originally I was going to do House of the Dead. Oh, dude, you but... do not want to put people through that. Yeah, well, I do, but I just don't want to do something that we've already kind of like acknowledged. Um, so I guess I'm going to go with, although... It's it's a stretch, but originally I went with House of the Dead um, because it's a video game horror movie. Uh, but based on the cover now and around the same time, to have two terrible horror movies back to back, I would do 2001 Bones starring Snoop Doggy Dog as the <laughs> killer because that movie was painful to watch. I watched it like five years ago and I still remember how painful it was. <laughs> it left a mark on you. Well, because I, I, I remember it being great, like as a kid, and I think it was just like there's like a lot of movies that like when you're younger and you're just like so like into the whole hip hop, you know? Yeah, uh, I think lifestyle. It's, yeah, you know, just like uh, like Belly. Belly is a terrible movie, but twelve year old me is like Belly's a great. Movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Bones was really bad. I almost thought about doing it once for an episode just because of it's how so bad, bad the special effects are. Wait, so what's the what, what kind of killer is he? Is he a supernatural killer? <sighs> he, he's a vampire, right? He, yeah, he is a he's a vampire. I just wanted to say he's a werewolf. Um because they do they do uh respect the the, the backstory to vampires because he does turn into a dog. Um Oh, okay, yeah, that's vampire. Yeah, but well, um, I, I suppose Snoop Dogg, werewolf, vampire, Dracula does the um, you know he turns into a, a a wolf sometimes. So I get it. Yeah. So we'll watch it. I think I'm gonna add it to the list, but I'm gonna add it for like 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We got. Yeah. We got a big fucking year going on. We don't want to <laughs> sully it with that. Yeah. So. So that's my double feature. So um, my double feature was I was going to I was going to say underworld because it's basically a better blood ring. Like I yeah. but I mean yeah. like underworld is it still holds up because most of its practical effects, you know, it's it's really pretty fun um and it's just not like a it's not one of those movies that I feel the urge to watch, but if it's like um if Megan sees it on Netflix or something and is like, ooh, do you want to watch Underworld? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll watch Underworld. But my original, if you hadn't said, if, if, if anybody had said Underworld, I was going to say uh, Silent Hill because, you know, it's a it's a video game movie. And I think that it actually is scary. I, I mean, not scary, scary, but it's unnerving. You know, there's a uh, every I time always, that I always hear it referred to as like the best, probably one of the best horror video game adaptation. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is there? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, well, stay alive. <laughs> We've talked about quite a few of them, and they're all terrible. I will. I will let the uh, the the listeners know a heads up, so they can. And this is cheating, I know, but I don't care, so they can vote for me. Uh, I was trying to find you guys a picture of 
the dog from Bones movie. So I Google searched Bones movie dog and I got my uh, Patreon pick for next month. It is going to be called, when you're voting, keep an eye out for Sherlock Bones Undercover Dog. The tagline is, the world's first talking police dog on a mission and pausable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ryan, you just don't ever want to win the Patreon. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm hoping, duking it out. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping that they'll listen to this episode. And I don't think I'll win. But I'm, I'm hoping that someone will be like, you know what? I'm going to throw him a bone. Get it? Sherlock bone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, while you're mentioning the Patreon, this is a great time to wrap up the episode because we've been talking about Blood Rain from 2006. But if you are only listening to the main feed, you're only getting a portion of what Horror Movie Night has to offer. If you head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash HMM podcast, there is a whole plethora of cool bonus features that you can get to get even more of that Horror Movie Night in your life. This month, we're talking about Teen Wolf. We've got a Maddie Morph and Power Rangers episode. And there's an episode coming up in a couple weeks. And there's going to be a bonus feature attached to that episode where we talk to our guest about why all of us were in Pennsylvania together (laughs) in April. So if you want to know what we've got up our sleeves, Patreon is the place to go to find out. So hit up the Patreon page. Also, if you're listening on any type of device, you probably are, you're listening somehow, go over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the show there. It really helps our standings. It helps us get more into the public view. And one last piece of housekeeping, June 7th, we're still working out the details, but June 7th, we will be doing possibly our final live stream. Um, I'm saying possibly because next year will be our five-year anniversary, so it does feel like maybe we should do something big for five years. But after this, uh, our lives are getting a little crazy, and setting aside a whole day to just sit on the internet and watch movies with y'all is, as fun as it is, very intrusive (laughs) on on our lives. Um, Finally, we are going to be at the Pop and Rock Horror Convention in Gettysburg, uh, May 31st. I know for a fact that Scott, Kyle, myself, and the Jersey Ghouls will be there. I don't know if anyone else that uh, has been a regular on the show will be there. I don't know if Brian's going to be able to make it out there. I dude will not. Is, dude is saving up uh, like 10 G's for a wedding in less than a month. <laughs> so he might not be making as many convention appearances as the rest of us. Show him some respect. Don't give him shit about it. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, We might have a panel there. I'm not sure yet. Still working out the details. So stay tuned on the Facebook page to find out if that's official or not. Uh, But that is all. If you're still listening, (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting until now to tell you guys a a little story about House of the Dead. Oh, no. Yes. Well, this is this is the uh, the the unrated story, because. We had a, uh, a entertaining little conversation when I was a little drunk at Monster Mania about my pornographic history. And um, I wanted to mention House of the Dead in just a quick little anecdote here. So uh, it came out, I want to say 2003. Does that sound 2004? Yep. 2003. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I think that I might have it might have been spring of 2004 then. So um I was no longer religious, but I was like, I need to give myself a challenge. So I gave up masturbation for Lent, um, okay. my junior year of college. I made it 14 days, 
which is and I watched House of the Dead, and there's too many movies, and and I I I lost that bet. Sorry, God. Sorry, Jesus. Your sacrifice went unused. Well. For more embarrassing teenage antics, tune in to next week's episode on Horror Movie Night. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.